EPL Live app. We are recording on a Monday, fresh off a couple of big games this morning. Arsenal bounced back to win 5-0 against Nottingham Forest to return to the summit of the Premier League. Manchester United also got the three points when they beat West Ham 1-0 thanks to a Marcus Rashford goal. City keep winning, Newcastle keep winning, but the same can't be said for Liverpool and Chelsea, whose disappointing seasons continue. We're going to discuss all that plus more on this week's episode. But first of all, I'm going to introduce the panel as always. My name is Nick Gulliamino to start off with, but I'm joined by Alistair Jensen and Mitch Ball. Fellas, before you rip into me about Liverpool losing, uh, Mitch, I want to start with you. Uh, you'll, you'll be happy with uh, Manchester United's result this morning against the Hammers. Yeah, no, it was, a, it was a good result. It was nice to see Rashford uh, find a bit of form. Um, and I imagine Al is actually even happier about it, weirdly enough, because it's, it's an English player doing well, leading into a World Cup, which is, which is rare. So for once, Al was actually cheering when United scored. And look, it's, it's three points. It's West Ham. We should be winning those games. And mm. if United are to continue to progress, these are the games they need to win. And I'd say you want to win those a bit more convincingly. But in the end, it's, it's three points and you just move on to the next game. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And that, again, that brought up that goal brought up his 100th for Manchester United. He's hit the century, the big ton. Um, and like you said, uh, in form and United, I guess I guess you can say you guys are doing well now. You're starting to string some points together. Um, you're still in touch with the top four, so there's not much to complain about. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm jealous. I wish we can. Uh, wish Liverpool can get some points, but we'll talk about that in a sec. Al, um, let's talk about Spurs. You guys have there's been some uh, some late drama in a few of your last uh, games, uh, particularly last week in the Champions League, and then uh, a bit better news on the weekend. Uh, you managed to overturn a two nil lead over Bournemouth and get the three points. Um, you must be pretty happy as well. Oh uh, well, crisis is over, isn't it, guys? It is. After, I mean, what what difference a week makes, hey? I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, on a precipice of dropping out of the Champions League, going into the Europa League, mm. uh, potentially. Uh, we've got a big final on Tuesday against, away against Marseille. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good to get three points. 2-0 two nil, two nil down, 15 minutes gone. Looks like dead and buried. But, you know, up, up pops Benton Kerr, who's been... Who's been our best player, to be honest with you, the last few weeks? Uh, and he scores the winner in the 92nd minute. Yeah, has been uh, VAR didn't overrule it this time. Yeah, that's it. You, you obviously, um, yeah, Tottenham were on the wrong end of the stick during the week in the Champions League, like you said. And you're going into the game with a bit of bad form. I think your yep. last two Premier League games were defeats. And then, obviously, that Champions League draw you had during the week, uh, which was obviously disappointing. And I was reading a lot of um, a lot of criticism from Tottenham supporters in the build-up to the game against Bournemouth when the team sheet was released. Um, obviously, a few key players were out. Um, Doherty, uh, Doherty, sorry, um, wasn't starting the defence. People were questioning the defence. And then, obviously, you take a 2-0. Um, uh, you go down 2-0. What, what were your thoughts when... Um, when you did go down? Well, yeah. I mean, that's it. You kind of think, 
it's, it'll be three three losses on the on the bounce. Mm. You know, where we go from here? Yeah. You know, everyone's all these so-called Spurs fans calling Conte's name, trying to get him sacked. I mean, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, we sp- yeah. we chatted about it before. Yeah. Um, he's he's our uh, pretty much our only chance of winning. It's getting a decent decent uh, manager on board. Give him some time. He needs time, but he needs to sign a new contract as well. Because mm. uh, you never know, Juventus could be calling. Yeah, uh, in the summer as well. But who knows? Uh, but it's yeah, it's good to get that two nil, two nil down, three two, away win. Brilliant. You've got to win your home games as we, as we know, um, and that's the back off the back of that Newcastle loss as well. But the team sheet, yeah. I mean, I think with Spurs, they're pretty tired. Yeah, playing every week. I mean, you can't make that many excuses. You've got injuries, obviously. To key players, but yeah, Conte says the, squ- the squad's not that big enough. Mm. Need to buy new players, but I mean, they bought they spent about 100 million quid in the summer, didn't they? So, yeah, yeah. Well, one of the criticisms I saw was um, that your defense on the weekends, some uh, just a random Spurs fan, I think it, it's quite harsh, but they said it's a championship. Uh, defense uh, with Sesson Young back there, Emerson Royale, he's maybe struggled a bit, Lenglet, Sanchez, uh, Davies. I think Davies may have played in the midfield though, but um, the, obviously not big names, but they obviously uh, popped up to uh, score in the end. Uh, Sesson Young got a goal, Davies got a goal, um, and obviously managed to get the win in the end. So, I think they'll be eating their words. And like you said, Conte, he just needs time. Obviously, a top coach, and you you might be right. Juventus will be calling because they're struggling as well. So, um, And at the end of the day, uh, it's another three points and you're third on the table. So uh, there are a lot of, a lot of other yeah, teams worse off. And one of those teams is Chelsea, who oh, were absolutely... not the direction I expected you to go. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. Don't you worry. I know I know you're eager to uh, start on that conversation, Mitch, but we'll, we'll start off with Chelsea first. We'll get this one out of the way. It wasn't... Because it did happen first, and um, it... Yeah, I mean, it was a big defeat in the end. Potter's um, return to the Amex Stadium, um, and to go down 4-1 to Brighton... It's massive. Uh, I mean, that, that's obviously. I think the Liverpool game maybe overshadowed this result a little bit, but to lose four-one to Brighton, um, uh, I mean, it's massive for for the Seagulls. Um, but I mean, w- what the hell's going wrong with Chelsea, Mitch? Well, when when Potter was at Brighton, we're all singing Brighton's praises and saying how good they were, and you know, to drop points against them wasn't terrible, and just because he left, it doesn't. You know, hasn't destroyed the makeup of the team. It's still the same players. Yeah. Obviously, it's a different coach and different direction and different managers. But the reality is, it is still a very good team. And you know, this Chelsea side, there was issues with it before Potter got there. This, you know, I, I did have them finishing a lot higher than they currently are, and I think that they should be clicking a lot better than they are. But in reality, this wasn't a form team. You know, at the start of the season, and that hasn't really changed. There was a bit of a, a glimmer of hope when he first came in, as you know, with all managers when you first get there. But obviously, I mean, these Brighton players, they weren't playing just against another Premier League team. Yeah. They were playing against their old manager that, you know, they're probably pretty annoyed that he left. Mm. So, you know, they wanted to prove a point and go, hey, you know, you think you've left us for a better team? Well, the grass isn't that much greener. And I think that would have a lot to do with it. So, yeah. but, you know, in the end, Chelsea didn't help the situation. They also scored two, they scored three goals in total. 
uh, and two of them are own goals. So, <laughs> you know, when, when you're putting more in the back of your own net than you are, you know, the oppositions, it doesn't help your cause. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. But um, I guess, um, yeah, the, the, I mean, you mentioned, you touched on um, Potter and the Seagulls, the Seagulls fans. He did cop a few boos, which I thought was a little bit harsh as well, to be honest, because the he, man he literally did kept do... your squad relevant. He's kept your team relevant for the past how many years? He's actually built it up to a place that, you know, teams are respecting you. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, from all reports, I think he actually left and I think there was a bit of money that exchanged hands between Chelsea and Brighton. So you've not lost. You, your manager has just moved on. Don't He literally has made your team into what it is today. I think it's yeah. just ridiculous. And I think Potter made similar comments um, in the media when they asked him about it, I think he said something along the lines of, I don't think I've done anything to, you know, wrong to deserve this. He, yeah. You know, Brighton actually had to allow the conversation to happen as well. Don't forget that. Yeah. So, you know, where's where's the um, board copping all this flack? Like, why, yeah. would, why would you want to, to join a club who, who's in the Champions League as well? You know, exactly. it's, uh, it's crazy. But I, I also read that Chelsea, since Potter arrived, hadn't lost a game. I think they pretty much won all their games or something. Brighton hadn't won a game until this weekend. So, you know, what a result for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, left. Mm. and uh, another interesting fact from that game, Leandro Trossard, he scored the first goal um, of the game um, on Saturday. And then um, up until that point, he was the only goal scorer under the De Zerbi, um era with five goals. So ever since uh, De Zerbi came into the club, Trossard was the only scorer uh, for Brighton um, in the first three games with those five goals. But obviously that changed pretty quickly. Um, but the next two goals, I think, were own goals. So um, well, yeah, it literally goes Trossard own goal and then Delgrobe <laughs> with one. So it's... yeah, yeah. So so where do we see Chelsea now? I mean, obviously a big loss. Uh, they're not sitting inside the top four at this stage. Um, I think they're sixth and maybe a couple of wins outside. Do we still see them as a top four side? Is that still achievable? Or do we think the likes of Spurs, Newcastle, United, are they better chances at um, taking those Champions League spots? I think, do you know what? It's the squad. I think they're still top four. I mean, I... I actually said they won't be in the top four at the start of the season, but yes, um, you know they've got the squad now. They're getting those. They have bought those players. I did also say yeah. before that like, if they didn't go into the transfer window and buy any players, but they did. You know they're missing that striker up front, but they never really had one with Lukaku last year. Yeah. I think Chelsea will still be up there. I, I think, but all these teams that are struggling, yeah, you know, around you know they they have Champions League midweek. They're just playing too many games at the moment. I mean, mm. you can talk about that with United and, and Arsenal. But, you know, they're happy to kind of, you know, they have to play on that Thursday night. Yeah. And uh, they can they can rest their players as well. They mm. don't have any injury problems and stuff like that. But so, you know, Chelsea have got a few, few out. I mm. still think they'll be around that, you know, around that top six, seven. Well, I think that top six is, the Champions League. That top six is almost just about, it's hard to see who drops out, to be honest. Yeah, that's it. But, at top four to six, you know, Newcastle in the form that they're in, and they don't even have, they're not at 100%. You know, I'd say that that starting lineup isn't the starting lineup that Eddie Howe would have had written up on the board when he signed Isak, you know, mm. when Maxi Man was in the squad. It's, 
So I can't. How, where are they going to drop? And they just seem to be getting better and better and better as the weeks go on. Mm. You know, Arsenal don't seem look, to look like they'll be slipping up anytime soon. Um, do you think with? Do you, sorry, man. Do you think with Newcastle, they don't not playing in Europe during the week? They've got a bit of time. They've got a bit of rest. You know, that they've got that. It, it does make a difference, right? Oh, it's it's huge. It's huge. And you know, the reality is, is next year we'll see a real test of of where they're at because arguably they're going to have some Europe, European football. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is, is they're a good team. We we knew it coming into the season. I just don't think anyone expected them to click like this, because mm-hmm. they look dangerous going forward. Their defence looks quite strong. We knew Pope could keep, but wow, he's doing extremely well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, defensively they just look very sound. They, they've, I mean, they've got the best defensive record in the Prem, and yeah. you don't do that unless you're doing something right. Um, and then going forward, they're just as dangerous. They're putting away goals and. Callum Wilson is someone that most people would forget about. That he, you know, he just scores the odd goal here and there. Well, he's really becoming quite a target man for Newcastle and, and putting them away when when they need to. So I just don't see them dropping out. But it's you know you've got the likes of you can argue you, Chelsea are going to go on a run at some stage and find some form. Liverpool they won't they won't finish the season like this surely. You know they'll push up there. United is sitting right there on the hills. Tottenham are sitting right there on the hills. There's four or five teams that could push up into this top four but I, I just don't know who drops out yeah it, it's hard to uh, see anything changing at this point anyway and like you said Newcastle live I mean no one would have seen them um, overtaking Liverpool's spot in the top six of all teams to drop out um, but I, I, I mean what you're talking about with Newcastle we may as well talk about them now it's a good segue like you said we're talking about talking about them before the podcast um, th- th- they've lost one game for the season and that game came against Liverpool in the ninety. It was a ninety ninth minute uh, winner for the Reds. But you know, yeah, you take that away. Run, it was you know, only five minutes extra time, so I don't know where the ref found that extra three, <laughs> but that's fine. We'll move well, on. Uh, we we won't get into that, but um, yeah, I mean, besides that game, they'd be the only undefeated team. They've been extremely hard to play against, particularly at home. And I mean, you, you've got to put them in the same bracket at the moment as. Um, Arsenal and Manchester City in terms of teams that are you know the hardest to play against at the moment and having said that it, it's unfair not to include them in some early title race talks I know they've got a few draws um, mm-hmm. to their name but they're starting to register the wins they're starting to score a lot of goals they scored four against um, Aston Villa this weekend um, they're getting the wins they've, they're building up their goal difference um, and like you said earlier, they've just got they've got a solid defence, they've got a solid goalkeeper, they've probably got the best right back in the Premier League at the moment. Um, they've got one of the best midfielders in the Premier League at the moment in Bruno Guimaraes, and um, they've still got um, Saint Maximan to come in, to come back into the team, and also uh, Isaac. So they're just in a really good space at the moment, and. I mean, would it, would it be fair to say that they're early title contenders, or is that jumping the gun a little bit? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, not, it's, it's too early for them. I, I think. Well, we're yes, at the halfway point of the season. Top six, halfway point. We've only played thirteen games, isn't it? Thirteen games. We're six off. You know, the halfway point. <laughs> it's still quite a few games oh, left. Al's halfway to a thousand. If that's the case, it's just <laughs> <laughs> well, my age, yeah, of course. Uh, um, yeah, Newcastle top six. I, I still think they'll draw a few games. Too many games. 
Yeah. Um, to to get there, and and it's yeah, they're scoring goals. They're on a rich, you mm. know, rich form at the moment. Yeah. But I don't think they're 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 going to be up there with the likes of City, Arsenal. Well, the like the reality is though that two of the six games they've drawn, one was against United nil all, and the other one was three all against City, and they were leading three one at one stage. Yeah. So you know they're not, and realistically they should have had a one all draw against Liverpool. Then you know, it, and we say that Arsenal aren't all that. So if they go there and beat Arsenal in, I think it'll be post Christmas some point. In fact, it is. It's the ninth. It's the fourth of Jan, so we've got plenty of time to worry about that one. But if they go there and take points off Arsenal, why yep. couldn't they? I mean, they're not going to be able. To, I think the season's too long, and the reality is, no European football does help them. But when you're against the robots that are City, they just know what know what it's about. It's a different type of pressure coming in towards. If if they're if they're within the battle, if you're in that top two sort of positions coming into the last what six rounds, Pep knows that battle. His players know that battle. Arsenal, Arteta knows that battle as a player, not so much as a manager. His players don't. The reality is, is City, that's where they'll, that experience in those big games, they can clear that they'll win the league. Mm. If Newcastle have a lead going into the last six matches, anything's possible as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I still mean, think... Sorry, Nick, yeah, you, go. No, you go. You go. I was going to say, you, you still think they're going to be better than Man United. I think Man United are on a bit of a run. You make sure it's not. But, I still think it's a bit of a false. Like, what have West Ham haven't done anything this year either? It's a, it's a, you need to win your home games, and you're winning those home games. You're winning away games, you're getting points everywhere. Getting, so, we're not. I can't see building. us pushing. I, I have Newcastle. Oh, the Newcastle above us. I have Newcastle not finishing higher than us necessarily, but I just think they're at a stage. They're not at a stage where they're necessarily going to win, but for some reason, I have more faith in them having a better chance at winning the title than United do just on the basis I just don't think United can I just I think there's too many errors at the back yeah we won we won 1-0 without uh, Varane and Maguire mm. at the back but Maguire's proven he can't play consistent football at all he's about to go to a World Cup if we were to lose if we were to lose Varane for a period of time if Maguire drops out then what we're starting with Martinez and Lindelof it's I just don't think we have enough oh, just, there's just something missing for me in, in our team and I don't know what it is at the moment but I don't know whether it's the goal power up top because, you know, Ronaldo played, he started, but he didn't score. I thought he always scored when he starts. I thought that was the whole reason we, we benched him because he wasn't good enough and then we had to start him because he was good enough and we well, didn't score. Does that make him not good enough again? I don't, I don't know, but <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Yeah. I think they're just missing something. They're not, they're not the finished product. I just look at, I think I look at a Newcastle and they look more well-rounded. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you, Mitch. I think, like... I don't think there's many teams, again, other than maybe Manchester City and Arsenal at the moment, that don't look uh, that look better than uh, Newcastle at the moment. They're they're just in like that rich vein of form. Uh, they've got players that are in purple patches, and they're playing good team football. They're getting results. Um, everything just looks positive on Tyne's side at the moment. Um, and again, like I think it's fair to say, you have to. Con- we can no longer refer to the Premier League's big teams as the big six anymore. It's the big seven. I think they've officially made it a big seven. Um, my, again, are you guys still... Hang on, are Liverpool still in there? Should we make it a big ten? <laughs> no, no, well, Chuck not necessarily in top seven, but a big seven, yeah. I think, I think they have to be included in that now. Does, um, it make, does it make a better Premier League? Has this been the best Premier League season so far in the last, what, you know, three, four, five years. Yeah. It's, it's started exciting, hasn't it? Yeah. 
That's Nick what I mean. won't say yes because sort of. he's Liverpool aren't a chance at the moment. But <laughs> no, it, um, it is. It is. The, I mean, it's been unpredictable. Um, it, it's been close. You know, it's not like Manchester City's already kicked out to a, a ten-point lead, lead like they've done in seasons gone by. This is what we want. This is the discussions we want to be having. Um, a team from outside that original big six challenging uh, the top teams and overtaking the likes of Liverpool and Manchester United. And um, look, look at us now. We're, we're asking the question if they're genuine title contenders. So, um, well, do, do, but also, guys. They should be, really. The amount of money they have spent as well. They have spent a lot of money. They've spent a lot of money, but on foundation. Like, I still don't think... They, they can go no, up yeah, but it doesn't matter. They've, they've spent a lot of money, and they've got a lot of money. So they're going to be up yeah. there regardless. But, but come January, you watch. Now they can actually go and attract a proper top four player. Like, as in a top four club player. Because they can, they can afford it. They can they pay can their also, wages. You can afford it too. We, we, we don't have the wage structure as, as of the top clubs. They've got it right. I mean, it's one thing to spend the money, but it's to spend it on the right players. I mean, how how many top teams over the last few years have, you know, splashed the cash? Manchester United being one of them. Manchester United, PSG, Barcelona at the moment. You know, they've spent more money than anyone. So Tottenham at the moment, you're talking about Conte. Doesn't even like his, his players. He's bought they they bought in in the summer. Doesn't play exactly. them. Exactly. So he tells them at least. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's honest. We like that. Yeah. So so to, for them to get it right, I think it's massive props to them. Um, and yeah. obviously, time will tell to see how long they can keep this run going. But um, look, before the World Cup starts, their next two games they've got a very a very winnable fixture. Um, next week against uh, Southampton, I believe it is. And then Chelsea at St. James's, which, again, given Chelsea's current form, you're probably back Newcastle to win that at home. Um, yep, fortress. Yeah, and then, uh, and then after the World Cup, they come back against um, Leicester. Again, very winnable game. And, you know, I think you touched on that game they have against Arsenal coming up soon, Mitch, as well, um, on the back end of the World Cup. If they if they go into that with the same form that they have right now, and they get a result, then momentum can play a key factor in their second half of the season. So watch this space on Newcastle United at the moment, um, and yeah, I mean they've obviously overtaken Liverpool's spot, and it makes the likes of you know United, Chelsea, and Liverpool it makes their life a lot harder to squeeze into that top four and. Uh, that became a little bit harder on the weekend for Liverpool after, again, losing to a bottom three side. Nottingham Forest last week, Leeds United this week. And honestly, I, I, I'm just lost for words at this point when it comes to, when it comes to my Reds. Um, very difficult situation they find themselves in. It was Van Dyke's first Premier League loss at Anfield uh, since he arrived at the club as well. So that that's unfortunate. That's this seventy games, right, Nick? Mm. Seventy, 70 games. games at home, and and now everyone's saying he's he's a shit defender. How bad is? It? I mean, it just changes each week, doesn't it? He's on a bad bad run of form, and they people say he can't defend. It's it's, it's nuts. <laughs> and Crazy. Is one of them, I think, as well. Hang on, I, I'm, <laughs> necessarily, I, I'm the one that's been saying he's in a bad form, and everyone goes, "No, he's fine." It's it's everyone else. I'm like, "No, oh, he's been pretty bad." Look, I think. I think it's a collective. I, I don't think you can be singling out 
any of these plays at the moment. Um, I think the biggest thing for Liverpool, just from my perspective, is is the midfield. Um, Fabinho just looks, his legs look dead. <laughs> I know he, he was never the fittest or the most um, technically gifted player out there for Liverpool, but yeah, he looks like he's run out of legs. Uh, Henderson, obviously a shadow of himself. He's 32 years old now. Uh, again, we're having to rely on an injury-prone Thiago to carry us in midfield. And a, a funny stat as well, Thiago, um, he is our only midfield signing since 2018 when we signed Nabi Keita, another injury-prone midfielder. Um, so that just shows... Very good squad, manage, uh, very good squad management. That's, that's well, top class. Well, that's it. I, and top we trust. We've lost Wijnaldum during that time as well. Um who was a key figure during our run, um, during Liverpool's run, I should say. Um, but yeah, it shows that complacency, I think, to build on what they had, and and now it's catching up with them. Um, but you did you did sign Art, Artur as well on the didn't you alone? If you count that. <laughs> Yeah, another injury-prone midfielder. (laughs) You signed him this year. Yeah, I don't think... uh, It's not a permanent signing. But they wanted to put all their eggs on Bellingham for next summer when he becomes available. Uh, That might not even happen now. I think you've got to at least qualify for Champions League to be in with a shot to learn. Newcastle, probably Manchester City or uh, Real Madrid. Um... But yeah, they, they put all their eggs into his basket. And I think, I, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, but the player, the midfielder that went to Real Madrid, Chunemi? Chumeni? I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, they went for him. He chose Real Madrid. And then we went for Nunes. But um, the, they obviously know they need to, um, they need to strengthen the midfield. But the fact that they haven't and it's catching up with them, that, that's the biggest issue for mine. Um, and yeah, that, that obviously makes the defence look a lot weaker when, you know, our, our intensity's dropped in the middle of the park and we've got no creativity as well to help the forwards out. That's and my you, take on it. But I mean, When you've got Joe Gomez doing a no-look back pass to Alisson. I know. Uh, it's, it, was, it was ridiculous, that. Yeah. And he's another one that's probably struggled. He had a good game against Manchester City, um, helping keep Haaland quiet. Um, but since then, he's he's had a couple of um, couple of questionable moments that have led to goals, actually. And I don't think he's had a very good season as well overall. To be fair, um, we're obviously miti- missing Matip and Konate at the back. Um, wait, wait, Nick. But a couple of weeks ago, you were saying he was he should be on the plane to Qatar, like Joe Gomez. It's amazing. Like two weeks is a long time in football. Um, When when you lose to last and third last, um, you you obviously got to start questioning a few players. And yeah, uh, the the Premier League Robin Hood. Yeah, he he is a good defender. I think he's just had a couple of bad moments that's obviously cost us. But um, but all credit to Leeds as well. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely, they went yeah, in. Keep, the keep had a good, good, good goal, good, good time in that. Good goal, good time in goal the, uh, the weekend as well. It was yeah. just great counter-attacking football. They sat behind the ball, and then every time they won it, they broke. They knew what they were trying to do. Jesse March, I've never seen a happier man. <laughs> it's 
he needed that win as well. I, I was actually saying to a couple of mates before the weekend that if, if Jesse Marsh suffers a big loss, which I thought could have happened on the weekend at Anfield, like a, a 4 5 nil, um, he could have potentially been sacked. So that, that result obviously helps him a lot. Um, and I rate him highly as a manager as well. So, look, good for him, good for Leeds. Uh, hopefully this can be the turning point in their season. Um, but like you said, um, yeah, full credit to Leeds. Um, they stayed compact. And Millier as well in goals. Nine saves. The most uh, saves a goalkeeper has made this season in the Premier League. So full credit. They, they, they were unbelievable. And um, yeah, again, hope, hopefully it's a turning point in their season. Do we, do we have them... Staying up, does that change your view on them um, in the coming weeks? Al or Mitch? <laughs> I think they're a mid-table team. Mid-table, yep. Bottom, if they can get things half. right... Oh, sorry, Al. Well, there uh, you I think, go. <laughs> if they can get it right, they'll be they'll be fine. And But they need to get it right. Like, the Premier League, that, that middle table or that mid-section that, you know, pretty much from Liverpool down is very tight. Like, there's only a couple of points between them all. So... Yeah, anyone can drop in, drop out. It's it's going to be how these teams go over the World Cup period. If Leeds can get Patrick Bamford fit, they're a different squad. But it, it's a big if. It's a huge if. Yeah. So there's a lot riding on injuries, how they get points, where those teams get points, if they can beat each other around. Obviously, you know, Leeds beating Liverpool, that's not three points they would have had, you know, penciled in at the start of the year as part of their guide to, road to survival, essentially. Mm. So they've, they've got a bonus one there. And look... Should they be going down? No, but I, I did. I think I had them to go down this year. So, I think I've been too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, obviously, a lot relies on Patrick Bamford as well. You just touched on him, and he, um, he came off the bench in that game against Liverpool, and he just looked a bit rusty. But he could have put away one or two chances as, as well himself. So, you know, if he starts to build his fitness back up, yeah, Leeds will obviously. Um, they they become they become a threat again. I still think they're a threat um, in attack, and they, they they have the potential to score a lot of goals, especially the way they play under Jesse Marsh. So they're an interesting watch, and they're only four points behind Liverpool. Liverpool are closer to the relegation zone than the top four, <laughs> which is um, a very uh, yeah interesting point. So imagine that if Liverpool went down, would you still support them? Yeah. <laughs> of course. I don't yeah. think, uh, yeah, no, you can't, you can't jump off uh, your team if they go down. I mean, would you jump off Tottenham if they went down, Al? No, not as at bad all. as it would be. No, I don't, uh, hopefully, I, I don't think that would be the case for Liverpool. But just, um, just while we're on this, Nick, and just so you can start, you know, looking at jerseys you like, which team would you support if and when Liverpool drop out? Everton, right? Let's stick with Liverpool. Uh, do you mean who, who I'd... Well, you have to have a Premier League side. It's now illegal for you not to. Which team is your backup team? <laughs> if Liverpool didn't exist and I had to pick someone um, mm-hmm. right now, I actually don't even know who I'd pick, to be honest. Um, I don't really like... <laughs> I'm a one-eyed Liverpool supporter. This, this doesn't exist for me. I've never even thought about changing teams or anything like that. But I do have... Actually, I do have a connection, a family connection to Leeds United, so it would probably have to be Leeds. Well, they could both, you could both be in the championship together. That'll be good. Well, that's <laughs> it. That's it. Yeah. Mitch, Mitch, well, I mean, 
How about you? We've we've asked around the room. Um, you obviously have a a second team anyway. Or is it your first team? I don't know. I think we yeah. could, like uh, first we team could now. probably predict this. <laughs> well, no, no. You obviously you you, you you support both sides of Manchester right at the moment. So um, <laughs> yep. You know. Well, no. Well, then if 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 United were to not exist, then we all know it'd probably be somewhere between um, Manchester City, Bournemouth, or uh, yeah, Bournemouth? Bournemouth. Yeah, Bournemouth. I liked Eddie Howe and what he did. There. I thought it was Burnley. Well, this is the thing. Burnley are a Premier League team. We're talking Premier League. They're not in the Prem. Burnley, Newcastle. Surely you'd jump on the Eddie Howe bandwagon. Well, I was, was going to jump there, but I'm all about... Nick, unlike you, I don't go chasing glory. So, <laughs> What's you know, there to chase glory about Liverpool? We hadn't won anything United in 30 fans. years. What? I mean, oh, when you, how long have you been supporting United? You know, were they winning? Sports, when you so probably a good period, really. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, I mean, United Liverpool, we can't go... For, we, I mean, you're, spoke, yeah. you're both supporting those two teams. I not, mean, not all of us can be trophyless like you, Al. Not all of us can be trophyless. But, uh, trophyless. Well, when I sort of started sporting them back in the day, 1987, we were playing against Coventry City in the FA Cup final and we lost 3-2. But since then, I've supported them. I've gone through thick and thin. I've cut up scarves with scissors. <laughs> I've put little figures in blenders of Teddy Sheringham when he left for United. <laughs> gone through all of it but I will still stick with them I would never go to anyone else 100% so voodoo dolls don't work is that what we've just learnt what's that voodoo dolls don't work is that what we've just learnt or I I don't know what that means but yeah (laughs) voodoo dollars don't work (laughs) (laughs) whatever yeah yeah I'm with I'm the same as you Al I know people call me a bandwagoner but I mean I, I hadn't witnessed any success from Liverpool until a couple of years ago really um, and yeah. and like you, I, I witnessed Fernando Torres leaving the Chelsea. You know, Steven Gerrard's slip. If I was a bandwagoner, I would have been long gone uh, before any of this success started rolling in. So it's hard to change once you've got a tattoo. So there's no turning back. I actually don't. But uh, <laughs> if we win a trophy this season somehow, I will. I'll think about it. To be honest. It's like with Hurricane, if uh, England win the World Cup, I, I said, well, I see the last World Cup in Russia, I said, I get a tattoo of, of him on my uh, my backside. <laughs> Luckily, we got knocked out in the semi-finals. But, uh, <laughs> Why the do it again this year? Why wouldn't you Is want it in a place off? where people can see it? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I could do it. I mean, it, and it's a bit weird having Hurricane next to my bottom. Well, my your bottom. wife would approve. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> but never mind. Uh, well, lucky they didn't for your sake. Anyway, um, they might they might achieve something this season come December. Though <laughs> we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Um, speaking of uh, players, our players of the week for match week fourteen. Are we up to fourteen? Yeah, it was match week fourteen. Um, there's actually a fair few to pick from. Who wants to kick us off? Mitch, do you want to kick us off with the players of the week? There's, there's, there's a few things that, you know, there's, there's teams we have obviously spoken about today and, and all of, obviously one of them was Newcastle. So my three yeah. points, there's, there's no other man um, outside of it but Callum Wilson with, with two goals and it's just fantastic. He's, yeah. he's playing, he's playing well, he's moving around. Look at how smile he goes. Yep, Mitch has got a top already with Callum Wilson on the back and... I do, <laughs> true. Um, but no, so he gets my three. A man that we didn't speak about and a team we haven't spoken about because I'm just assuming that we just all assume they're robots and they just win every game is City. 
Um, it turns out they can win games without their robot playing, um, but that's because they've got a second robot, and mm. that's Kevin De Bruyne, because the only reason you can hit that part of the goal is if you've just put it into your calculator and you know, you've got the longitude and latitude, because that is the pinnacle of top corners. He, that free kick was phenomenal. No goalkeeper was ever getting there. I think you could have told the goalkeeper he was aiming it there, and he still wouldn't have got across to it. So mm. he gets my, my two. And then my one goes to a player that realistically wasn't going to probably play at all this morning. Uh, it was probably just enjoying a nice relaxing warm-up. And then out of nowhere, Saka has to come off and he comes on and, and scores two. Nelson. I'm not even going to try and pronounce the first name because we know my struggles. But... <laughs> You're going to just race? Is it race oh, Nelson? Is it just Reese? Reese yeah. Nelson. Yeah, I, thought you were, I thought you were going to talk, say uh, Harry Maguire. He came on and, you know, <laughs> had a solid game at the back. Ready well, for the um, World Cup. The reality is, is I'll say that, right? And the next game we'll play and he'll slip over and do a Gerrard and he'll score an own goal. And... He's your captain. you got you got to back him up. No. You get, you get so much. <laughs> Reese Nelson, though, yeah, two goals. Very good. Well done. So I, I like the goal scorers this week. That that was my uh, sentiment. Yeah, yeah. Actually, De Bruyne. We didn't really touch on Manchester City, but um, obviously a quality player he is, and it was a quality free kick. Um, but we we did talk about Haaland's injury troubles early in the season. That he, he does come with a bit of an injury record, and um, the the possibility of him getting injured could really cause issues for Manchester City. Obviously, they lost a few depth players in the off-season. Um, and I know I know they still won the game against Leicester, but Leicester are one of the worst defensive teams this season. Um, and City only managed the one goal. They, they weren't at their attacking best. And Julian Alvarez as well, I think he struggled a bit up top. Um, obviously, he hasn't started a lot of games for Manchester City yeah. this season, but... Um, that just, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm um, getting a little bit ahead of myself, but um, I don't think they, they don't look like that complete team without Haaland there. So um, it, it'll I mean, be I, interesting I just, if he does cop another injury or... I look at it this way and, you know, if, we, if, they, if, they, if they'd won that by 9-0... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Did you say we? Did you say we? I, I heard, we, I heard we, we. we. If we looked at it this way... If, no, if, City, we, if we, had, we had won that by now. <laughs> if City... And now you're just ruining every point I wanted to make, Alan. No, if City had won that by 9-0 and then lost some more games, given some points to other teams, and then be sitting ninth on the table, would be sitting here going, oh, they've got issues. They won the game. It's a, it's three points. Well, yes, I'm it's not, not, I'm not, it's, I'm not, it's not taking anything away. <laughs> It's not the robotic putting six goals in there because they have the robot up top. In the end, he still scored. Let's say, and touch wood, it doesn't happen because the Premier League don't deserve this and I think Premier League fans want to see him play as many games as possible. But if he doesn't play a game again for the rest of this season for some reason, City would still be and scoring those 17 goals. He scored in crucial games where they were going to drop points or lose or draw. He, he's more than paid for himself already. And... You take you buy a player like that, knowing you're probably going to score goals, and you're probably going to he's going to score goals, and he's going to get injuries. The reality is, is City don't need a player. City they've they've won the championship without the nine that you know the perfect number nine because or the the pure number nine. Now they just can go back to their passing football. It's just and that we I didn't don't si- understand Siri. I know Siri doesn't get it. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. Um, oh, look, but they'll just go back to the passing football. Alvarez needs to do better. But the reality is he also hasn't had the chances to play this year because of Haaland wanting to play every minute. Yeah. 
I'm look. I'm not. I'm not taking away anything from Manchester City. I think, um, again, they they're more than capable of winning games of football. But I'm just saying they they wouldn't be as dangerous in attack. Like they've scored what 37 goals already this season. I'm just saying they wouldn't have those 37 goals if it wasn't for Haaland. A lot of the no, time they've been able to whip the ball in. Oh, 20. Yeah. Well, they'd, um, yeah, they're just not able to whip the ball into the box and hope Haaland somewhere in there and somehow get his boots on it. Um, it would just be interesting, I think, if um, obviously Jesus isn't there anymore. Mares is out of form. Grealish, 100 million pounds. Talk about flop. He's been... A shadow of himself from what he was at Aston Villa, but uh, I won't get into that. I know I'm a bit, <laughs> I'm actually a bit salty about that because people still um, call uh, Nunes a flop and um, he's, he's scored more goals than Gabriel Jesus at the moment at Arsenal and Grealish still hasn't hit the floor running, but that's another topic. He's um, headbutted more people too, but that's a minor detail. What's that? He's headbutted more people too. <laughs> well, yeah, add it to my headbutt. I think he's been okay, though, um, as a 22-year-old. He's looking old. better. He's, he's, he's looking he, a lot better. His movement's better. Yeah. He's talking about head belts. What about Costa? Red card. Uh, red card, 97 minutes. That's the first red card he's actually ever got in the Premier League. That's a... That's a... Which is bizarre when that's you a, think that's about it, really. That's a good really. question. Because I'd, I'd be putting it at least three or four. <laughs> that's exactly right, yeah. One goals, one red card, and they're out until after the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> He's brilliant. He's, uh, he's got himself a great payday. Now he's got an extra long holiday. He's loving life. It's just... That's probably what he wanted to do. He's like, oh, I need to go somewhere. I've got, yeah. I've got a miss next week. Brilliant. Still yet to score Happy. as well. Mind you, uh, yep. I don't like to blow my own trumpet, but uh, I think I had him for less than five goals when we were talking about him when he arrived. Did you put money on that? Because if you did... yeah, No, I didn't. I didn't. I'm not much of a gambling man. Um, if I did put money on it, he probably would have been up to 20 goals by now. So that's just the way my luck works when it comes to gambling. Should have um, put money on the last <laughs> then, mate. Could have saved Liverpool a lot of troubles. <laughs> so, Al, did Costa make your, your top three this week? Oh, he was close, mate. Close, <laughs> but, you know, minus six for uh, the red card. Yep. Um, and no goals. Uh, I'll have to say... Almiron, we're talking about Grealish, good segue there. Almiron, playing like Almiron, because Almiron is playing out of his, you yeah. know. Backside. Out of his, out, he's playing unbelievably at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and he scored another great goal at the weekend. Uh, he's definitely up there in, I think he'll have, I haven't done my, my play of the week yet. So, but Almiron, he was last week, but we didn't have the pod, so he'll get two points. Yeah. <laughs> One point. I'm going to go for Benton because he scored the winner. I know it's against Bournemouth, but no, coming down call. for 2-0. Um, I think he's been brilliant. Um, and number th- for three points, I'm going to go for Crescencio Somerville for scoring the winner against Leeds. Uh, against Leeds. Four Leeds against Liverpool at Anfield. Yeah, yeah, good call. Um, yeah, 21 years old today or yesterday. Uh, from from he's Holland, he's, he's Dutch as well. So yeah, little yep. player. No, absolutely. He was um yeah a good a good composed finish in the end to win it for Leeds. Um, yeah, I don't yep. mind that. I've gone for a couple of outsiders. I don't think you guys have mentioned these, but Reese Nelson takes my three votes: two goals and an assist off the bench. Um, 
pretty against good. Nottingham Forest. Against Nottingham Forest, but hey, Forest um, are a good team. They've been the, 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 the opposition lately. Exactly, exactly. They beat Liverpool <laughs> 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 last week. Um, but you know, not bad for someone who's not a regular starter or a regular player for that fact for for Arsenal. And uh, another interesting fact is that two people in the whole world actually captained Reese Nelson in fantasy this weekend. Can you imagine that? What, like, what would go through your mind to captain Reese Nelson? He doesn't even... I don't think he features in most weeks for Arsenal, so that's just absolutely bizarre. Um, two votes I've given to Callum Wilson, two goals um, in that win for Newcastle. One vote I've gone, Melier, I mentioned before, um, keeping the nine saves. I think he was the, the hero for Leeds um, alongside Somerville. Um, but to keep nine saves at Anfield, I think he's huge. And he, again, young goalkeeper, quality player. Um, so he deserves one vote, in my opinion. And that leaves us to our Match Week 15 previews. This is the second last weekend before the World Cup kicks off. So, I was, Nick, I was going to say before we go as well, yeah. just a little mention. Sure. The World Cup. Um, well, actually, did you see in Napoli unveiled uh, the statue mm. of Mar- Maradona? I and his did. right foot was made of gold. I did not see that. Absolute phenomenal. You should go and see that. You should go and see it. You know, I will. I will. I will. Um, pure gold. A pure gold statue. No, well, it's, it's, it's actually his foot. So he doesn't, have a, he doesn't have a boot on. He's just got his foot. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Where is it outside the San Paolo? Uh, yeah, somewhere in in, in Naples. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a it's a good a good such to have the, the the greatest player ever to um, yeah, pick a ball. In absolutely. My and he um, Napoli's only Serie A title, just while we're on the subject, um, obviously came with when Maradona was playing, and at the moment they are absolutely killing. Yeah. Syria, I think they're undefeated. Um, they've just got the two draws. Um, they're, they're the only drop points that they've had. And obviously they're top in their group in the Champions League as well. Um, and they're scoring goals for fun. So, And it's also that curse as well, guys. Ndombele from Tottenham, he's on loan. He's going to win something. <laughs> he's moved away from Spurs and he's going to win a trophy this year. Mark my mark. You can, you can put a bet on that. Ndombele, that lazy... <laughs> he's pretty lazy isn't he it might not be worth a bet now I think Napoli are well ahead and people are probably already they've probably already got one hand on the trophy but um, that's hilarious I, I honestly feel sorry for Tottenham supporters Al um, I do I I mean that I'm not taking the no, piss out of you no, don't mate don't worry I mean he's obviously a decent player isn't he he, but is. he, he, he just didn't didn't make it for, for Spurs he didn't, he no. He wasn't bothered. Didn't seem to be bothered, so yeah. yeah, good luck to him. And my heart actually broke um, during the week when uh, when that goal was cancelled out for you guys in the in the Champions League, that last-minute winner from Harry Kane. Um, <laughs> there was all these videos going around on social media of Spurs fans filming themselves in the ground, filming their reactions, and they were going absolutely mental when, when Kane put it in the back of the net. And then my heart broke when the, the, the goal got chalked off and to see their faces, 
I, I honestly, my, my heart goes out to you guys. Um, you guys have copped it probably worse than any other um, top Premier League team when it comes to, um, obviously, success. And, um, yeah, I don't think you're far off, though, if that makes you feel any better. Um, I, I, be- I strongly believe Conte will bring something for, for Tottenham. So, um, and you guys... Thank you. <laughs> no worries. Um, <laughs> you don't need to be. You don't need to feel sorry. It's, it's all good. It is the way it is. You, there's a meme going around as well about that. There's a guy support. Um, you know, they, when they scored the when the goal went in. Yeah, Lisbon. You should see that. I should send it round. It's one of the funniest things ever. <laughs> he's celebrating, going mental in the crowd. He's he's like jumping up and down and then suddenly his face just goes from well that's what uh, yeah I think I, we're talking about the same yeah, thing I think that's what I'm I oh that's the I'm same thinking. one right yeah yeah, yeah. there was a few of them going around I saw I saw at least three um, but yeah it yeah it's pretty uh, <laughs> it's funny but it, it's also it also pains me to see for, for a football fan but look I think you'll be enjoying some success this week when you play Liverpool uh, I can't see us getting the three points and that's probably the biggest game of the weekend coming up unless you guys have something different but oh actually no Chelsea Arsenal of course that's a that's a big game you got some very good yeah right on Derby yeah, London Derby, Chelsea, obviously must... Oh, oh, no, it is a must win. I think they do need a win um, just to stay in touch with the top four. They're three points off it at the moment with the game in hand, but they wouldn't want to fall any further behind leading up to the World Cup. Um, and it's never nice losing a London Derby at home either. So um, Arsenal are in top form and... It's going to be a tough game. That's going to be a really interesting watch. Who do we have winning in that one? You want to just straight away, you just go, well, on recent form, it's Arsenal, Arsenal. isn't it? Like, convincingly. Mm. But the reality is, is, we've seen it with teams. When their back's up against the wall, when they're out of form, they find a way to win. And this Chelsea side, have, they have the players to do it. So, yeah. you know, there's no... You can't say it's not the players. Potter's proven himself over that first patch... You know, as, as as Chelsea manager, that he can win big games. So, I, I I'm factoring in a draw here. Just I think there'll be goals because I don't think defensively both teams have shown they can concede. Um, I just would hate to see the ga- see the game come down to an error um, by a player, a defensive player that leads to it. You know, the opposition winning. But I think that's where it can end. But I'm I'm feeling a draw. Yep. Yep. And Al, I think you um, you mentioned a couple of weeks ago that Arsenal. Uh, these are the games you want to see them win before you consider them genuine title contenders. It's yeah. the, it's the away games against the the big teams. Do you see do you see them winning this or where, where do you sit? With um, I, no, I'm actually probably with Mitch. It's a score draw. Yeah, I think Chelsea's still going to be strong at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, got to win your home games. Sorry, yeah, I keep on going on about this, but I think score draw. Yeah, yeah. Um, two all. Let's put it out that way. Yeah, I, 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 and again, yeah. that's a great result for Arsenal, isn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah. Points, no, points away from home. You, you'd take, okay. yeah, you'd take a draw for sure, especially in the position they're in at the moment. I think they can afford it. Ten wins from twelve games. Um, you'd take a draw at Stamford Bridge any day of the week. Um, what about that that Tottenham Liverpool game? Um, I've probably got Liverpool losing based on current form. I've got no confidence whatsoever. 
but Al, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I can't believe you don't have confidence there. Again, <laughs> you look at the way both teams aren't playing that well. They're not, but I mean, when you when we're coming off back-to-back defeats to bottom three sides and struggling to score goals, uh, injuries, we do tend to lift against the big teams. Like okay? a game against Manchester City was very good, and against Arsenal, despite losing that one. Um, but still, uh, Tottenham was a fixture we struggled with last season. I don't think we beat you guys either, no. in either home and away last year. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't think we can um, go into this game with a lot of confidence, but I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> All depends though, right? Because you guys have already got through to Champions League. We've got, a, as I mentioned before, we've got a, a, a final on Tuesday night against mm. away at Marseille, which is a hard play. You know, we're going to the, the pits of hell to play. Um, they could get through. All those te- Basically, all the teams in that group can get through to the last 16. So yep. it is our final. Mm. Um, and if we lose that away from home, then mm. you, you're kind of thinking they're going to be shattered for the weekend. Yeah. You kind of do, it's, it's going to be a hard, a hard fixture. So... It all depends on that game on Tuesday. Um, you know, if, if if they're all up for it, and how long that you know how 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 it takes out of that team as well. You know, yeah. if they're going full ninety minutes. You know, if you're yeah. playing Kane, Son. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. But who knows? Who knows what happens after that? Yeah, very very interesting. Good point. Another score draw could be nil nil. Actually, <laughs> it is a hostile environment. Um, over there in Marseille, yep. so it'll be interesting. Mitch, what about you? For my game or for the for the Tottenham match? Oh, just, both. We'll, give us your give us your result for the Tottenham Liverpool game. <laughs> <laughs> I still think you. It's it's a big game. You'll get up for it. Tottenham mm. showed they struggled against a Bournemouth team, which they, it's it's a Bournemouth team that defensively that there's lapses in, there's holes, so. Yeah. Reality is there's holes in this Liverpool defence too. It's it's if you can, you know, make the Real most of the draw. opportunities. Um, no, I don't think it will be. I think I, I, at the moment I just Liverpool have the players to score the goals clearly, but they just don't seem to be getting them in the right areas. Um, defensively though, Tottenham have shown that there's gaps in it, so there'll be goals. I think it'll be two one though, and I think Tottenham will, will will do enough to win. And you know, Conte will be a somewhat of a happy man. But if they if it goes the other way, I that whole Conte to Juventus talk that Al keeps uh, bringing up could seriously be on the cards because he hasn't got he hasn't been able to do what he wants to do. Yeah. Um, and but you say, that, but, but you say that, mate. He's again a hundred million quid they've spent. Have they spent spent it on the right plays? Obviously not. If he's not if he's not playing them, but that's, and he keeps but, on talking about transfers and transfer windows. He's not happy with the squad. But you buy six players in. You bring sorry. You bring six players. You don't play them. Mm. Spence, you know, Bissouma. Spence hasn't, he's played like a minute in the Premier League. Is he, he, was he the right player? He's come out and said he's not the right player, right? Yes. Yeah. So, it's, it's, it's just, he's gone I, and bought players to appease, you know, whether the board said you can buy X players, we, you can, you've got to buy, you, who knows what he was told. He might have been told you've got 100 mil to spend or whatever it is, but you can only buy, you've got to buy a minimum of X players. So he goes, well, straight away, I can't buy what I want. But, yeah, but I, I can't but go. I, I don't understand that. Then you, you're kind of thinking, what's the point in spending that money? 
What's the point what of selling a manager like Conte if you're not going to give him the checkbook to do well, his job? That's that's it. You're setting yourself up for failure. If you bring in a manager and you're restricting him with who you're bringing in and you're telling him what to do, when you bring well, in someone well, like Conte, you want to give him full control of the club. We're all, we're all assuming this is the case. Like I'm assuming that they, that that's that could be because it's like if you haven't if you've bought players but they're not the players you want, why'd you buy them? So yeah, that, that's, that's the, the only problem. reason I'm drawing that assumption. But yeah, it, it begs massive questions. And do they just go out and get a Poch where everyone likes Poch? You know, bring him back again because everyone likes him. He's Mr. Nice Guy. He gets you some results. He brings some theatre and the players somewhat play for him. But then they, you know you're not going to win. It's, Look, it's also actually, there's one thing going back to the players. Kulisevsky's been out for six, seven games now. He's a big player. He made the difference last year. Benton Cowan and, and him coming in. Yeah. He brought him in in January. If he comes play, he, he's back this week. If he plays against Liverpool, and you've got Romero back, uh, it could be. It could. It, again, it all depends on what happens. But yeah, yeah. you're right. It could. Yeah. It could be Conte to Juventus. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> Conte back to Juventus and uh, Pochettino back to Tottenham. All very possible, um, but I, I, I don't think if I was a Tottenham supporter, I'd want Conte to stay. Um, yep. Any other games that uh, still your interest, Mitch? No, there's, there's. I mean, just looking at it, and I've got the dog barking telling me that there's no games to be interested in. Um, <laughs> Isn't look, that Fulham, Fulham Crystal Palace as well? Yeah, uh, West week? Ham Crystal Palace. West Ham's Crystal Palace. Fulham have Manchester City. Ah, oh, that was NBA. it. Leeds Bournemouth could actually be interesting in terms of. You know, Bournemouth had opportunities to seal a deal and, and they lost to a better team than the team they should arguably lose to and well, Leeds beat a team they shouldn't. So yeah. that could be a game where it just ends nil all and both and everyone just goes, oh yeah, these guys actually can't play football. That's <laughs> everyone just oh, yeah. Leeds's, Leeds's result against Liverpool won't mean much if they can't beat Bournemouth at home. So hmm. uh, that that is a big game for them. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a big week coming up. Again, um, obviously, we spoke about that Chelsea-Arsenal game. That's an early fixture on, um, on Sunday night at 11pm, Australian Eastern Standard Daylight Time. I think I got that right. Um, and then, yeah, not, not a great time for that Tottenham-Liverpool fixture, though, at 3.30 in the morning. Never um, is. <laughs> myself and Al will be up bright and early, though, watching that one. Or pull in an all-nighter, one of the two. Um, but that just about wraps up this week. This week's podcast, boys. Uh, thanks for tuning in on this early Monday afternoon, uh, wrapping up the weekend's action. We'll be back again next week to dissect all of um, the Premier League's football from the week to come. Um, obviously, you can watch it all on the. Uh, you can follow it all on the EPL Live app. But until then, until next week, sit back and enjoy the football and we'll see you then.